I'm Gilda. Oh my God. <laughs> and I'm Steph. <laughs> and I forgot that um, you need a, yes, I forgot you need a microphone to record a podcast, you know. <laughs> Don't worry, I remembered the weed. There we go. But yeah, this is Saturday Night High, the podcast where we both, well, get high and then watch and then talk about Saturday Night Live. Yes. And uh, we're talking about season 46, episode 11, which aired last night, February 6th, 2021. Um, it was hosted by Dan Levy. Wait, what? I was I was telling Steve, to he was creeping across the floor. So I was going, <laughs> oh, gosh. oh, because I don't know. My building is just making sounds. It does it all the time. I know there's also a siren, but I thought you heard the sounds, but maybe you can't. No, I can't hear your sounds, but I'm recording at the dining room table today because um, there's like a dust storm happening outside and it's like the wind is actually like howling into the apartment and I could not sit at the desk and record a podcast. Oh my gosh. There's a snowstorm going on right here and it's like really thick snow too. Yeah, there's weather happening everywhere today. Um, so apologize, I apologize to the listeners for any background stuff because that just won't be editable. So anyway, yeah. Well, yeah. so yeah, the host was Dan Levy. Musical guest was Phoebe Bridgers. And there was a cameo by uh, Dan Levy's papa, Eugene. Yeah, which I was so, I was happy to see that. And I was reading into some of the drama um, about... Uh, Eugene Levy and SNL and I guess he was supposed to host an SNL episode with John Candy but it was canceled because of a writer's strike and um, yeah uh, yeah so I guess there was some drama that went on with that a bunch of years ago I guess he was like an almost host of SNL. Tough. I will say his son did a great job as a host. (laughs) I yeah, I I liked it. I thought he did a good job. Um, SNL Twitter last night and this morning has been really interesting because I can't remember a time when fans were so split. People either loved last night or they hated it. And there's no in-between, really. I mean, I guess there's some in-between. I'm an in-between, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it had good energy. It did. It had a lot of gay energy, too. Thanks, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we started with a cold open, which was just kind of a... It was a look at the upcoming Super Bowl, and it was a pregame show, and it was just, like, NFL commentator impressions. There was Boomer Esiason. Um, yeah, I... It was very... I don't know. It was very football. I thought it was cute. It wasn't laugh out loud hilarious except for A.D. Bryant portraying both Andy Reid and Bruce Arians because both of them literally look like the exact same man with different facial hair so good on them for that I didn't realize that those two men actually looked the same I had never seen either of them in my life but I did love A.D. Bryant's little performance there um I this <laughs> this was so, so much just like <laughs> I don't even know how to talk this episode yeah it was like the the sketches were just weird because okay so this one like they made a, a joke about Army Hammer which I was like whoa okay fair um and then they made a joke about like COVID in the NFL I was like okay yeah and then they use 
the word prostitute when the word sex worker is like right there and I was like that's not fair (laughs) yeah there was a joke that they were talking about Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes it was the old hag versus the young slut and I was like well I I get it but again what the fuck yeah I did laugh at COVID thanking the audience for the incredible opportunity yes and I yeah I laughed at that um I thought that the cold open did hit the nail on the head with um the commercial that was like talking about race in this past year and it was an ad for Cheez-Its like that's literally what we're going to be seeing later and yes we are recording this obviously pre-Super Bowl so you know I I'm pulling for Kansas City I don't know about you but I have no ball in the game if you will I also thought the Papa John's QAnon commercial was like fucking hilarious it was like yeah go for it coupon (laughs) yeah um God, there. Chris Red was trying to not break at one point during this sketch, and I thought it was hilarious. There was a joke about Cardi B doing a Pepsi commercial, something about wet ass Pepsi, and I'm like, okay, that's funny. Um, yeah, I yeah, the cold open wasn't anything remarkable, but it was not political, and I appreciated it. Again, I appreciated it not being political. Um, just honorable mention to the uh, Kia hamster joke. Um, that was a little out of pocket, I thought, but okay. Yeah. And then um, we had Dan Levy's monologue. He was wearing this sparkly suit that looked amazing. And he had a line where he was like, oh, you know, because everyone's been quarantined, people finally started watching our show. Um, and, um, I started summer 2019 actually. So what can I say? I'm ahead of my time. Um, and he, he made a joke about how people, whenever they see him, they yell you. Um, and then he showed the backstage of SNL during a pandemic. Yeah. It's been a while since we've had a backstage walk and talk. And I, I was happy to see it. I thought, uh, Melissa Villasenor getting like aerosol she's like hee 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 that tickles and I was like that's that was cute was that her only thing tonight I believe so only appearance wow interesting okay. and yeah and Pete Davidson was also not in this episode and neither was Chloe Feynman for anybody oh fuck sorry the tweet was just so good damn it All right. Anyway, she um, said that everyone was there and looked happy and healthy for those who were concerned about certain cast members. And it was like, oh, shout out to Pete Davidson. Whoops. Because everyone was like, where was Pete? And it's like, "Uh, I think he's fine. He was cut for time. Yeah. And again, it's a big fucking cast. Like not everyone is going to be in everything. Maybe he didn't want to be in everything this week. Yeah. Um, And... I didn't really have much else. Oh, no, I don't have much else to say, but because there was Eugene Levy. Um, yeah. There was a little cameo. He was, he had just flown in from California, so he was in a plastic box. Yeah. And SNL, someone released a video of, they recorded Eugene Levy watching, um, watching Dan get announced and come out, and he was, like, standing backstage and clapping and emotional, and it was really sweet, so. Oh, he's so sweet. That's really cute. Yeah. 
Um, <clears throat> the next sketch, I giggled at quite a bit. Um, it was a universal lot tour hosted by Mikey Day and Dan Levy as Jeremy and Toby. Toby with a TH. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, Ego Nuorum was driving and it snowballed into insanity from there. Yeah, because Dan had uh drink on he said what did he say at the beginning he said he was like i thought he said he was coming down from drugs but i didn't really catch it um yeah so. he said he was like he was super faded and something about molly maybe and he was like the first time he'd had coffee or something i don't know yeah it was the first time he had coffee and i was rem- reminded rather of the days when i would show up to work hungover but i got free coffee so it was all right um <laughs> and he just goes really Oh my god, do you hear that cat? Is that one of yours? Um, yes, but you know what? One of them, I don't know which one, pooped on my bed last night after oh my gosh, at the beginning of the week the dog peed on it. So Yeah, that's some unfortunate luck. Yeah. Uh anyway. Well, uh yeah. Uh Dan Levy had some interesting theories behind uh, behind the plot lines of movies, uh, one being that in Back to the Future, Doc was grooming Marty. And I just had this really elaborate theory, and Ego Votum's like, man, makes sense. I thought it was. That was kind of funny. Um, <laughs> yeah. For Jurassic Park, they had a lesbian dinosaur joke. Um, yes. Laughed rather hard at that. That was, yeah, I, oh my god, I was not expecting that. I also wasn't expecting E.T. looks like a ball sack who came to life. Yes. And Mikey Day is like, um, or Dan Levy was like, it's fine. Like, there, I don't, there are no kids on this tour. And Mikey Day is like, I can see children on this tram. And the <laughs> children was Kenan Thompson. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, Keenan, uh, oh god, they went into, oh, they went into talking about, like, boner softeners, and they went around on the tram sharing their different, yeah, it, Newman was Dan Levy's, Dobby the Elf was, uh, was it Keenan? I'm not sure. I don't really know. I know Mr. Bean was mentioned, and at that point I was like, okay, I'm done. I don't need to be thinking about this. None of this is where, like, uh, all right, point taken. Yeah. Um, and if that wasn't enough, Despicable Me's Gru comes on, and it's uh, Bo and Yang. Really fucking funny. But uh, um, Dan Levy's caffeinated character um, was like, oh, my God, you ditched me. We were friends, and now you're just in coke. So that's... That was that yeah it was like all right that was a turn cool <laughs> the next sketch really resonated with me but this I, was my favorite yeah this was so good it was so well done and basically well you're in your 30s and sex not quite doing it for you anymore what you need is zillow.com and every bit of this sketch was fucking true um like oh my god I I remember who it was, but somebody was like, "Mm, I want to flip that and like bit their lip really hard. It was so fucking funny. (laughs) 
I feel like that was Mikey Day, but I could be wrong. He had a really good episode tonight. He did. He was he was cast member of the episode for me. He was like the standout. Yeah, he was. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, I just really I thought that sketch was perfect. It was hilarious. It was obviously a pre-tape, but um yeah, wow. I left when um Bonyang joined Dan Lavania's bed. <laughs> yeah, and they were like moaning and writhing over it has four bedrooms. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty great. The next one was just all right. The next one was a Super Bowl party, and it was a group of friends gathering for a party, which I feel like we've seen a variation of this um, type of scene every single episode yeah. this season. I could be wrong, though. Um, and they're all talking about how, well, okay, you know, we're all safe, so it's fine. Um, saying everyone else is the problem and like we're doing everything right you know we just go to work and it's like what was your job I'm a mouth masseuse like it was a whole (laughs) yeah they were all saying they'd all been safe and they take their masks off and it turns out they've all been incredibly risky and have terribly high risk jobs and one of I think it was Kyle Mooney I can't remember someone said he was Oh, uh, he was tired of Zoom dating. It was so awkward. So he'd just been having raw dog sex with strangers in the park. And I was like, whoa, that went from zero to 60 quickly. That was Kyle Mooney. I remember because um, at one point somebody looked at him and was like, oh, you look lonely and depressed. And he just goes, absolutely. (laughs) And then he explained about that. This was kind of like a weird sketch. And then it zoomed out and it was Dr. Fauci who is addressing the audience. Well, and this was after they <gasps> oh my God, I forgot. started eating chili with their hands out of the same pot, just like shoving it all over their faces. And Heidi Gardner's like, did you spice this? And he's like, yeah, of course, it's chili. She's like, huh, I can't taste it. And Dan Levy was like, yeah, I can't smell it either. And it's like, oh, good. They all have fucking COVID and they all just like dipped their hands yeah and it was as you said it zoomed out to Kate McKinnon as Dr. Fauci and it turned into it was like an uh this is what not to do PSA also included Bo and Yang he keeps coming in at the end of these sketches <laughs> yeah it, he was uh well, he was Psy correct I'm not Gangnam sure. Style he was yeah oh he my was doing, god yeah. oh Oh, okay. I thought you didn't know what Gangnam Style was. I was like, no, you need to go sit in the corner and think about what you just said. Oh my said. God. No, I remember when that came out. I remember okay. being at my brother's birthday party and that song was playing. And we're like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a it was a PSA that was presented by Cheetos and Durex, which I thought was funny. That was just very random. Yeah, it was. Um, the next bit was uh, BET program titled lifting our voices hosted by keenan um who for black history month is um talking about inspiring white allies <laughs> and it was just a bunch of people coming up and um like i laughed at dan levy's how he like walked in raising his fist and he's like white silence is violence and then he just wanted to interrupt everything Chris Reg tried to say. Yeah. I 
I really, I felt it was just mocking like white wokeness and I was here for it. Um, and I thought it was meh until Kyle Mooney's character uh, or at least his part, at which point he was like talking about him and his uh, black girlfriend and how they painted them. And the portrait was called like Black Love. And yeah, um, I, I, I thought he really kind of saved that sketch, but overall it felt familiar. I don't know. I really did love Kyle Mooney in this. It was the highlight of the sketch. Um, it, before that, I don't know, it was just kind of like uh, uncomfortable. This was like yeah. uncomfortably funny. Yeah. And then we had our first performance from Phoebe Bridgers. She performed Kyoto. And I don't know. I love me a girl with a guitar. Like, I, I love her. I think she's absolutely incredible. I was very happy to see her last night. And the outfits were on point. Loved the outfits. Very fun. <laughs> um, weekend update was next. And it was a meh weekend update. I'll say it. It started off for me really, eh? And then it got really rapid fire good towards the end. Like they saved it, but it wasn't in, it was like a quick, it was a very short weekend update. At least that's what I thought. I felt like it was long. Um, huh. I See, it zoomed by for me. Um, okay, honey, you need to get down. This is uncomfortable. Sorry. I had a puppy trying to podcast with me. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, yeah, it wasn't the best weekend update, that's for sure. I think last week's was far better, but. Definitely. Um, I really thought they, um, Michael Che, they really came for Marjorie Taylor Greene, which I was also there for. And she's like, you know, I'm not perfect. I've held these beliefs. And it was like, perfect wasn't the standard that we were holding you to. It was like, yeah, it's like, don't, yeah. Yeah, I was agreeing and loving that. Um, but then he yeah, had this really out of pocket joke about Stevie Wonder pretending to be blind. <sighs> yeah, I, <clears throat> it was all over the place. And I guess there, okay, so there is this theory online that some people believe that Stevie Wonder is not actually blind. Of course. And so here's the thing about blindness. It's not like, it's literally not black or white. Like it's people, even if they have some type of vision impairment or vision issue, they can often still see shadows or things moving. So like at some point, I guess a microphone fell and Stevie Wonder stuck his arm out and caught it. Now here's two things. Could have been a coincidence. Also, maybe he saw the shadow falling. He was at an awards show with Shaq or like he knew he was going to be doing something with Shaquille O'Neal and like he saw a really large shadow enter the room. And so he said, hey, Shaq. And everyone's like, how did he know that was Shaq? And it's like, well, if someone that's so close to seven feet tall and that large enters a room and you know that Shaq is coming, I think you can probably make an assumption. But yeah, so I, oh yeah, it was, I thought it rescued itself. I enjoyed Colin Joseph's quote or him referring to Donald Trump's a former social media influencer. That was like the and best just, line. Yeah. And like saying, come on, please. Can you please testify just one more? Like, it, uh, yeah, it's like, what, what do you say? Like, please don't say that. But also I kind of agree. 
like give us one last crazy parade in front of congress please yeah they um talked about how jeff bezos is stepping down as the ceo of amazon uh and they quoted i'd just like to spend time with my family says amazon workers yeah, did you hear about that fucking batshit shift they introduced? It's called like a super shift. Yeah, no, like the way that he stepped down as all this crazy shit is happening, like they're not letting them unionize. It's crazy. Yeah. I can't remember um I can't remember where I saw it, but it was something on Twitter. It was like, so I assume because Jeff Bezos is stepping down for good and normal reasons, and we're not going to hear anything terrible about Amazon in the coming days, right? And then all this shit came out. So so it was like, yeah. But he's still going to have a lot of power within the company because he's just like the head right. of whatever. Yeah, he's still going to be, I think he's still like, ex- exec- he's like the, I don't know, some sure, executive board know. something. Yeah, exactly. Um, I thought SNL, uh, I thought it was funny. They kind of tackled the Morgan Wallen thing, but it was Michael Che saying that he had learned the word from his best friend, Colin Chost. I, I was like, all right, that, that's funny. Like, it's not funny, but it's funny. Yeah, I was wondering if they were going to say something about it. Uh, and that was I'm funny. happy they did. Yeah. Um, and then my favorite part of Weekend Update was, uh, I, I hope it's a recurring bit. It was the child cancellation project, and it was just like social media influencers canceling children over ridiculous shit. I didn't really think this was a lot funny. Oh, God. I, I don't know. I, I thought it was um, when it was just like mocking. I don't know. I, thought, I mean, it was mocking like, cancel culture, yeah. Right. Yeah. I I think people, if you do something shitty, get canceled. That's my opinion. Like I'm totally down for like, you know, JK Rowling is a piece of shit. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I was on Yeah. I have no coherent thoughts about that, except that I thought it was, I I was happy. Okay. I actually do. I was happy to see a new, I was happy to see a new set of correspondence on weekend update. Definitely. I was I was happy that it wasn't just a rehashing of a character that we've seen half a dozen times before. Those are my thoughts. I will say that the beginning of all the tweets had me in stitches. I don't remember what they said, but I remember it was it was kind of like it was right. it was good. It was good mimicry. <laughs> right, yeah, no, and it's like how they were reading these like Instagram and tweets about these babies, it was just like it was absurd. That's why it made me laugh. They were canceling two-year-olds for normal shit. It was like toddlers throwing tantrums, like babies get a baby. Yeah. Um, and then Heidi Gardner said that she never liked Weekend Update. Um, and Condos was like, all right. Um, something, there was something about flip-flops and one titty out in Florida. I wrote that's all I wrote down. I was like, I'm going to remember this. That's I just didn't remember it. The dress code, um, because there was a video of people in Florida without masks in a grocery store. Right. Right. Yes. Which, you know, eh, whatever. Not surprised at all. No, no. Oh, oh, no. I'm not saying whatever to the mask. I'm saying whatever to the flip-flops and one titty out. I'm not surprised oh. that people weren't wearing masks in Florida. They also had uh, Chris Redd and Keenan Thompson on, who... They, they were kids who had a music 
or not music, a YouTube channel where they show themselves reacting to music for the first time. And it was all pop songs. And as it goes on, you realize that they've definitely heard all these songs before. Yeah. Um, yeah. They played the Friends theme. They played Baby Shark. Um, yeah. I. They were like really impressed by Jolene. They were talking about how that song was a whole story. And I was like, yeah, that is a fucking impressive song. <laughs> well, have because have you seen the YouTube channel that they're, they're making fun of? No, I haven't. Oh, okay, yeah, it's literally two teen boys listening to songs they haven't heard and reacting. And they went viral this past summer for listening to Phil Collins in the air tonight. And they like absolutely lost it at the drum solo. And it was so cute, but they were, yeah, it was mocking that. And Jolene does, Jolene does slap. Interesting. Good for them. <laughs> um, yeah. I did laugh when Keenan Thompson was like, what's commercial? Like a UFO? <laughs> Um, the next sketch was Dan Levy and Cecily Strong as bartenders and they're in a bar during the Super Bowl and they're like, darn, our, our cable is down. Someone's coming out to fix it. And they said it should be better in an hour. Until then, let's sing football songs. And everyone's like, what's a football song? And it's this highly choreographed song that Dan Levy and Cecily Strong do and they're like come on everybody you remember and everyone's like what the hell like no and then slowly one by one everyone's like oh I do remember this or they just start singing along and Keenan Thompson's playing the straight man and he's like I am on Google right now and there is nothing showing up and it's like this yeah it was fun it was great um Keenan Thompson after like being that character who doesn't want to join in gets really into it with top hat and a cane yeah i i thought keenan really put this sketch over the top and um i thought the hats uh, i thought they were just like the absolute chair well there was a hat on top (laughs) yeah but basically (laughs) thank you yes yeah and then it turns out at the end of the sketch Beck Bennett's like, hey, the TV's unplugged. And Cecily Strong pulls out a knife and she's like, yeah, and if you tell anyone, we'll kill you. Because he was like, you just wanted to perform your song. Yeah. God. Okay. The next sketch. Wow. I didn't understand where it was going at first. It was just so awkward. And we've seen it before. Like, I, I, I know exactly I, I like, mm, yeah, I, I saw the, what kind of sketch they were doing and it was like, okay, we, we've done this and I know who was in the sketch. So. For some reason, I had assumed that like when I first saw their characters, I thought Kate and Dan were um, the parents. And so I was a little bit confused okay. as to why they're objecting. And that was where I was coming from. <laughs> yeah, it was just two people, Ego Nuotum and... Mikey Day, I think. Yeah. Um, they were getting married and Dan Levy and Kate McKinnon were objecting, but it was so awkward. Nobody was laughing. And it was just about whether they were going to object to the wedding or not. And no one really had any issues. And then it turns out Kyle Mooney like is like super stern and like yells at them to sit down and stop texting. And they were like, oh man, he's hot. Yeah, no, go ahead. It was, it was Mikey like, Day, not Kyle Mooney, right? I'm pretty sure it was, I thought it was Mikey Day. Hang on. Might have been. I think you just Mooney. said Kyle Mooney. Oh, well, oh, oh, I see. I see. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, 
Um, yeah, no, it was, uh, okay. The reason why I said Kyle Mooney is because where we've seen this fucking sketch before, I'm pretty sure it was Leslie Jones and Kyle Mooney. And that's where the whole shipping them thing started. And it was just like, okay, why are they trying to do this again with different people? Like the reason it worked the first time was because of Leslie Jones and Kyle Mooney. So that was my, that was my, I've seen this sketch before thing. That makes sense. Yeah. So. I did laugh at uh, Dan Levy's Rail Me Daddy. Okay, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> um, yeah, so then Phoebe Bridgers had her um, second musical performance, and it was I Know the End. And um, ironically, I knew the end of this performance because I watched it the next day, and I looked at Twitter because I, I do, and I saw that she had smash the guitar but then when i watched i realized she had only just merely tried to smash the guitar and didn't succeed and it was really horrible to watch yeah it was really it was like i appreciate what she was trying to do and i was like holy shit i i can't ever remember seeing someone smash a guitar or their instruments on stage at snl and it was kind of jarring at first i was like wait what and then it was jarring at first, but I was like, all right, cool. She's doing it. But I just started to feel really bad for her because she was trying to break the guitar and the guitar was not breaking. And it's like, it's one thing to go on SNL and smash a guitar. It's another thing to go on SNL and try to smash a guitar and fail. And like, they didn't cut away from her because they were kind of just waiting for the guitar to break, but it didn't happen. Her outfit again was on point. I thought like the jewels that looked like a rib cage and it was like a collar. It was like pearls. I it was gorgeous. It was but gorgeous. yeah, I did I did have a little secondhand embarrassment for her at the end, but I thought the performance was great. And yeah. Yeah, the performance was great. Her scream was great. Um, but I, yeah, like for so long she was just trying to break it. And then um at the end, one of the bandmates hugged her, which I thought was really sweet. Yeah. It's like if if your oh, if and well, and if your guitar is not breaking on the monitor, which Yes, I know it is not a teleprompter. Someone on Twitter was kind enough to point that out this morning, and I used the wrong words last night. I know it's a monitor. If you are trying to break a guitar, excuse me, if you're trying to break a guitar on something and it's not working, like try another surface, like smash it on the ground, like drop to your knees and like pull like a, you know, over your head thing. That'll give you more force. So, you know. Yeah. I wanted her to smash on the floor or something. I just wanted it to end. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And then we had a It Gets Better PSA. 10 years on, which, holy shit, I can't believe it's been 10 years since the first It Gets Better. Yeah, time really is moving at a weird rate. Yeah. Was this, and I think this was the first, was it the first all queer sketch on SNL? Um, you know what? I think... It might have been because the whole episode they were playing gay characters. I noticed a little bit more often, but yeah, I think this was yeah the first time it was just like all gays. The gays are taking over. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, um, yeah, no, it was Kate McKinnon, it was Dan Levy, it was Punky Johnson, and um, Bowen Yang. Yes, um, and yeah, I I thought it was fucking hilarious i thought kate mckinnon made the sketch with her absolute like 
disdain for the iguana that is living in her house. That was great. Um, I also loved her haircut, typical lesbian haircut. Um, I love seeing Kate do that. <laughs> yeah. Love to see it. She's like, it does, it does get better. And now there's an evil dinosaur living in my house. It was also really cute when they all held up pictures of them as like youngsters. It was adorable. Yeah. I, I got the chills. I did too. It was so cute. I really, I thought it was a funny sketch, but it really did get like right to the heart. It was a bit of a PSA. It was, you know, kind of an updated, it does get better. It's okay. Yeah. Like I don't worry about being gay anymore, but I do worry about other shit. Yeah. <laughs> it does get better and other stuff too. It was, yeah. And I think that, yeah, that was it for the show. There was a cut for time this week. Yes. It was an ad for something called, I don't know, it was called Manstain. It was just a men's cosmetics ad. And the whole point was that it's not makeup, it's Manstain. And this was the only time Pete Davidson appeared and it was cut. Um, He didn't really do much. He was just using the products and Dan Levy was like this is just makeup right like it's just makeup it's okay to want to look nice which I appreciated yeah and uh, all of the makeup was in applicators uh like the blush you put on in like an applicator gun and you had to shoot the blush onto your face the blenders were footballs like it was just unnecessarily masculinizing makeup and yeah, I, I thought it was fucking funny and I don't know why that was cut and something else wasn't. Like, why was the wedding sketch in, included when that could have been in the show? Yes, I was thinking the same thing. Like, this wasn't a great sketch, but I think it's better than some of the things we saw tonight. Yeah, and I know that it played, you know, it, they're chosen based on what plays at dress and what works then. And I, there were also quite a few pre-tapes tonight, so I'm wondering if it got cut simply because it was a pre-tape. Wait, what was there other than the Zillow ad? It gets better. Oh. <laughs> Ten years on. And yeah, this would have made a third, so that may have had something to do with it. Yeah. All of the, comfort, all of the pre-tapes this week were really good. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. Yeah, I thought the good nights, Heidi Gardner's dress and boots were Kansas City chief themed. I thought that was fucking awesome. Her outfits are always on point. Yes, mask too. Um, yes. Dan Levy said thank you to Phoebe Bridgers and my dad. It was so cute. Yeah, it was adorable. What didn't hit for you this episode? Weekend update didn't hit for me. Uh, in my opinion, there were just, there's too much going on and I didn't really particularly, like, I mean, the the social, the former social media influencer line was actually, like, my favorite line of the whole night, but that was, like, it for me. Um, yeah. Not that it wasn't funny, but I just didn't love it. Yeah. My, my, uh, what didn't hit for me was the wedding sketch. I thought it was awkward. We'd seen something like it before. 
And it's just not the best recurring sketch. There are better recurring sketches. And I think it was better done with Leslie Jones. Like no hate to Ego Nuotum, no hate to anyone in that sketch. But I thought the premise of her and Kyle Mooney and people objecting and her just losing her shit was great. And this was just cringe. Yeah. Um, my runner up was the uh, Cecily Strong, Dan Levy, Bar, Broadway production. Yeah, that was fun. that was that was so much fun. I they really everyone just got so into it. And I think Cecily Strong's tights were they were gorgeous. It was like these fishnets with a pattern, I think. Um, and yeah, Keenan Thompson in that sketch just absolutely brought it to a whole nother level. So he really, he does. He can just, he always does. And I think I remember what you said your favorite was, but go on again. Zillow. Zillow. Yeah. I, that was so, it was aimed towards, towards such a specific segment of their viewership. And it was just like, yep. Yeah. It makes sense. I go on Zillow all the time. I don't even know if I'm ever going to buy a house. Right. Yeah. It's like, this is nowhere, this is not an attainable goal right now, but I want to look at the pretty houses. So yeah. Um, that was it for the show. Um, we're on all major podcast platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google podcasts, overcast. If you have any comments, um, please email us at satinatehighpod at gmail. And please also like, subscribe, rate, and review. We're also on social media um, at Sat Night High Pod on YouTube. Not YouTube. Well, yeah, YouTube. Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> on Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, Facebook. On Twitter, we are uh, at Sat Night High Pod. At night is spelled N I T E. And that is where I live tweet. Uh, that is where I live tweet episodes on Saturday nights. Yeah, uh, very fun. Yeah, I love it. I oh. like hearing from you guys. It's fun chatting. Um, and yeah, but until next time, I'm Gilda. And I'm Stan. Happy highs. Happy highs. Happy highs.